Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues. That's the name of this show. Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network, and we thank you for listening. To AFR, I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson, and now Steve Jordahl is in the studio. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Uh, we're doing great. So I'm glad to hear it. No tie today, Steve? I, um, what happened? I'm doing a dress down day. I can do that anytime I want. Wednesdays or no, just today. I actually oh. do. Do I have to tell the truth? Well, I just there was a moment in your closet this morning when you stared at those ties and you said yes or no to yourself, and I just wonder what went into that decision making. I put one on, but okay. I when I got outside, I found that this shirt was bluer. Okay, than it, it has was. something to do with the heat. No, no, no. Yeah, I found that the shirt was a different color than it looked when I was sitting in my dark room in the morning getting dressed. So the tie mm. didn't quite go as well as I thought it did. So mm. it is now sitting in the front seat of my car. I can go <laughs> well, grab there it. Was, there was a lot of thought put into that decision right there. Steve felt he would be judged by us, too. <laughs> yeah. What would ever give me that, that perception? I can't, uh, I can't think. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I may have judged you. Would you have judged him? You, huh? But, well, uh, you and I got the summer shirts on, man. Hang that's out. right. And, uh, and the reason for that is it's deep, it's deep summer weather outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For man. sure. But uh, these things, man, you just uh, – you just uh, – Get them out of the dryer and throw them on the hanger, and you're good to go. No ironing needed. No, nope, right? they're nice. I like and they them. barely even feel like they're on. What is this made out of? You got the same I'm thing not I got. I, my my daughters and my wife got me these for Father's Day. Got a yeah. couple of them, and yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying them. I gave it. Well, I wore I wear a cotton shirt about once every two weeks in the summer. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, you don't want to wear those outside very much because nope. Oh, they get wet really quick. All right, Steve, what do you got going on over there in the world of news? Well, news world. I'd love to start with something uh, positive and and good, uh, but I got we got. Well, you a, could uh, give us a K Love uh, news opening that's positive and encouraging. Um, positive and encouraging. I could I could offer the uh, the offer I made in our store meeting of a of a uh, pre order on a treadmill if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Use right, that well, one. Use okay. that story. There you Steve. go. I am. Uh, I'm now taking currently taking offers, uh, pre-orders for a treadmill. <laughs> if you'd like to have a treadmill, I. Um, it's uh, fifty dollars. It'll okay. be available in about two years. <laughs> um, Why is that, Steve? Well, because my wife sent me down yesterday uh-huh. to go buy a treadmill from uh-huh. a family. That we're going to get in shape, by golly! <laughs> right. And <laughs> uh, we paid one hundred and fifty dollars for this treadmill, which probably two years prior would have been about a thousand. Where did a, you nice, Where did you get this? At Goodwill? No, it's it's from a guy here in uh, in. Oh, oh, it was, a, oh, it was it was it was it was a guy who himself has given up the treadmill he bought a year and a half <laughs> That's ago. That's right. right. It's got a history. This this by the the way this gentleman uh is an afr listener i found out okay too. how many miles does this treadmill have on it i don't know but it looks pretty good shape it just uh you when know. are you going to start using it well we're gonna it's it's right now it's pretty heavy it's gonna you take speak it out for your wife and you both of you we're gonna, gonna start? we're okay. gonna yes i am gonna right. be on it she's gonna be on it we're gonna right. use it for i'm thinking not of, together no no i'm yeah. thinking about a month and then we will use it for another year and a half or more as a clothes hanger yes. where you put the dry uh you put your clothes to hang when they're drying 
And then in about two years, we're going to offer it uh, to somebody who wants it for about, for about uh, 50 bucks. So yeah. if you want to go ahead and pre-order it Pre-order. Now, pre-order. It'll be a yard it's, sale. It's, gonna yard come, sale it's item. coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many treadmills are out there? Huh? I, I, I would love for somebody to do the study. Treadmill sold. Christmas gift. April, May, yard sales. I know. There they are. You know what I told the guy that I bought this from? I said, you know, if I wanted to just work a lot, not a lot, but make a lot of money, I'd own a health club, and it would only be open from January to February, January, February, <clears throat> and then it would be closed the rest of the year. I'd make all the money, and uh, then I'd be rich. Yeah. Those, and have, I used to do know, the treadmill at the, at the fitness center, uh-huh. but uh, they had a TV attached to it. Mm-hmm. Sure. That was you just put your earphones in there. Made uh-huh. the time pass faster. Mm-hmm. But, I uh, I go to a fitness center and yeah. they they just got brand new treadmills. Yeah, they're really fancy. Yeah, got the screen up there and you can do the programs and stuff. Well, I'm on an intermediate level in the program. That I'm yeah. using kind of sprint rest, sprint rest. Uh huh. So I thought I would go up to advanced. Kind of like going to a black uh, on the ski slopes. Yeah, a black yeah. diamond. Yeah, yeah, black diamond. That was a mistake. Was it a mistake? To mm-hmm. go to advanced. Yeah, why? What happened? Because that treadmill started going a whole lot faster than I was able to keep up. Yeah. And I hit the stop button real quick. Okay. Well, yeah. that's the problem. You see, you, you get behind on that treadmill, you get far enough away, you can't hit the stop button. You can't reach it anymore because you're back too far. No, the or you fall I, I found off. The, I found the stop. I, I, I no, I'm not ready for advanced. I'm back <laughs> okay. to intermediate. As with every treadmill that I've ever seen, at least the modern ones, this one has one of those magnetic keys. If you yes. if you disconnect it, it'll stop. So if you tie it around your wrist or whatever. And if you, All right. So, yeah. so be on the lookout for a, for a Steve Jordahl in the want ads. That's right. Selling his uh, treadmill <laughs> that he just bought in it. What, you're giving it a year? Two uh, years? I think, I think we'll two have years? it. Well, you know, we're going to, I think it's going to be about two years until we're going to want to paint the room that they, we're going to put it in. Right. I got and, you. Uh, and then we'll need to get rid of it. All right. All right. Well, keep us posted. We'll do. We'll Next do. story. All right. Um, yesterday in Austin, the uh, they had a hearing about the Uvalde shooting. I don't mean to go for something so light-hearted. ridiculous, lighthearted yeah. to something serious, but this was serious. We they found uh, what the police chief there called an abject failure of the police to respond correctly to this. About everything that the responding officers. Could have done wrong. They did wrong. Um, and this according is, to who? According to uh, well, the, the the director of public safety is is for the state of Texas. The state of Texas is the one that's most upset. The big, the key finding was that despite what we were told uh, immediately after the shooting. By the way, this is the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, that killed nineteen children and two teachers, and. Um, that the police were on site in the hall, in the building, with guns, shields, body armor, within three minutes of the first shots being fired. They did not try or breach the door and kill the man until an hour and 13 minutes had passed. And what did they do for that hour? They waited for a key that was not needed. The uh, investigation found that the door that they thought might have been locked wasn't locked. In fact, you cannot lock it from the inside. And um, (laughs) 
So there was a lot of stuff that went really wrong, and it's tragic because at the same time that these police officers were in the building, in fact, one, they heard their story about one um, ex-police or a police officer that wasn't on duty, but he got a call at 11.48. This is uh, about uh, 12 minutes after the police entered the building. He got a call from a police officer. Says, "I just got a call from my wife. She's been shot. She's she's not dead, but she's been shot. And you need to go in there because there's kids in there that need help. They're they're bleeding out. They're dying, and you got to go in there." It was 12 minutes. It was a, a roughly an hour later before they even tried. That gentleman's wife died, along with who who knows how many other kids that could have been saved. It it was tragic. A lot of anger. A lot of tragedy. Um, I hate to even bring it up, but it's really important. They 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 didn't learn. They said they they broke everything that they could could have possibly learned since Columbine. Was nothing was followed. It's it, it's tough. Yeah, those words yesterday from Colonel Steve McGraw, who's the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, at one point, what he can't understand, he says these police officers have the bulletproof vests on, have the shields, have the weapons. And they didn't go in, and he said there are kids inside, there are kids inside those rooms that, that needed that protection. At one point during the testimony yesterday, he says, I don't care if you have on flip-flops and Bermuda shorts, you go in. Now, I, I didn't listen to the whole hearing yesterday. I did hear the colonel's testimony at one point. But there has got to be a clear explanation from those officers because police officers, I'd say 99.9% are brave people. They face danger every day. There has got to be some explanation as to why with all of that armor, they did not go in. Did they get an order from somebody? Some people have tried to, put the blame for this on the school police officer. We don't know that. But I, I just, I find it difficult to believe that in that group of police officers that were in that hallway, someone didn't say, we got to go. Because I think at, at some point, a, a border patrol agent, because Uvalde's very near the border, he rushed to the scene. And I believe, if I recollect from the event on May 24th, he was the one that took the initiative to go in and to take down the shooter. So I, I there's more to this. There's got to be more to this story. I just cannot believe a group who, who, of police who's in that in that situation. Steve, do you know the answer? Who who's who's ultimately in char- in charge? Is it the chief of police of the city? Is the sheriff of the county? It's the highest ranking officer from the first responding uh, agency. Whoever's giving the orders when they when you first that would start have been the to police in, department. Well, right? the school it was a school uh, police. But who? That's what I'm questioning. Yeah. Who's in charge? Well, he, the he, guy thought he wasn't in charge. He didn't know he was in charge. He who, said, he who, 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 "This who, is the uh, chief Arandando is who they're blaming most of this on a, a gentleman named Arandando." But you're saying the uh, police officer at the school. He was he was among the, the first. Uh, he, to get he's in the, the building. school security guard, right? right? Well, this. The but was he even the, there? Yes. Okay, he was there on, he was on there. campus. Yes. Okay. Anyway, and he was the one that was started t- 
to, it was responsible for giving orders at first. Now, it's possible when something happens later on, for example, if you do have, uh, for example, a hostage situation or something, you've, uh, the FBI shows up, for example. It's possible for them, if there's reason, to take control uh, over an investigation or over a, 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 an incident. But that didn't happen. And there was question, nobody was really in control is what the answer was. Right. Somebody should have been giving orders and telling people to go in, but nobody took uh, nobody took control. Yeah. All right. Next story. Well, on the heels of that, as you remember, the uh, the obvious uh, what we're always used to seeing after these shootings, gun control came up, and and uh, the hue and cry was enough that uh, the Republicans in the Senate. Uh, just decided that they couldn't resist anymore. So uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, several weeks ago, instructed the uh, the um, his senators, his uh, people, uh, to start working on a bipartisan agreement. What could they do? He put uh, Joe Cornyn from Texas, John Cornyn, I'm sorry, in, in charge of leading the GOP discussions with Democrats, and they have come up with a bill uh, that will looks like it will pass. In the in fact. Um, it did pass in the Senate by 64 to 34 vote. Yeah, that was a procedural vote. A procedural vote. Well, that's the, the what that does is it it uh, makes sh- the they can't uh, it passes cloture. It, the um, what are they called? The filibuster. Mm-hmm. It's it's now so you, you had the 60 votes to pass. It got 64. I can name you the senators. It's the ones that you would probably think, including Murkowski and and Romney and Collins and Portman, Lindsey Graham was on that list. They all voted for this. Um, let me just give you a quick rundown of what it does. And I don't know, you can t- discuss whether you think it's going to be effective or whether that's even what's needed. But what it's going to do, it's <clears throat> going to expand background checks for some uh, buyers under 21. It's going to grant uh, for states, let states implement their own red flag laws, which are laws which allow someone to report a dangerous person. The police can come in, take away guns. This is how they're supposed to. Yeah, that work. right there, my friend, That's the could one. be terribly abused. Yes. Uh, that, I'm a, uh, I, at first I thought, well, that's a great idea, a red flag law, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, if you know somebody that's unhinged or showing signs of uh, maybe being crazy or deranged, could call up the cops and get them to go investigate it. Okay, that sounds reasonable mm-hmm. until you think, hmm, all right, well, uh, the, so whoever's in charge of this figures, okay, I, somebody, hey, I, I, I'm calling about my neighbor. He's a Trump supporter, <laughs> and he's got a gun. You need to go check him out. Uh, he's a Christian conservative. You need to go because uh, you need to go – I'm just saying that he could be very dangerous. He appears to, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's yeah. even, it, it's even worse than that. Okay. That the neighbor goes and, and gets a court hearing and the judge says, yeah, go get the guy's gun. Now the, the guy that is not aware that his gun is supposed to be because he's been red flagged because he's been red flagged. It's a, it's an ad judge situation. Yeah. Judge just says to the cops, go get the guy's gun. It is afterwards that the guy then has to go to court right, and right. say, I'm not crazy. Right. This guy just doesn't like me. Right. Right. That's the problem with red flags. Right. So anyway, but uh, this, this, what does this have to do with red flags? This, this proposed. Uh, this uh, is a, a bill that 
passed uh, the, a preliminary vote in the Senate, and uh, it looks like they're going to move it on to the House. Probably will pass in the House. They only need a majority there. Uh, so basically, it is a gun control bill, and it, it does have uh, uh, funding for school safety measures and mental health services for those that think that perhaps it's not the guns but the, the mental state of the country has some nod in that direction. Listen, we had so. guns. We had more guns uh, carried to school in this country for two centuries than than we have now. We didn't have these problems. That's right. Huh? Yep. I, 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 there are many people listening to me right now who are older than I am. I'm 59, but who uh, grew up carrying guns in the back of their pickup trucks. To school every day. We didn't have people shooting each other. Or that's right. Huh? That's right. Uh, we didn't have these school shootings. The the, the what's happened is uh, we're <clears throat> morality's breaking down in America, and uh, also uh, family values are breaking down, and uh, a sense of right and wrong. Though that's that's the main problems, not the guns. Uh, you notice how those people who are for gun control, they they, they use the expression gun violence. You, you hear this? Yeah. It's in the news all the time. Gun yeah. violence, gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. As if the guns get out of the drawer in the morning and go out looking for somebody to shoot on their own. Inanimate objects. Yeah. Okay, gun violence. We don't use car violence. Right. Or knife violence. We don't use knife violence. Right. How about fist violence? Yeah. You hear fist violence? Nope. No. No. And have you ever noticed how uh, those same people who talk about gun violence, if it's an issue involving a police officer, they don't say gun violence. They say the officer shot somebody. Yeah. Huh? Right. So, huh? Or if it's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So either 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 guns are violent or they're not, because if uh, if it it can't be both ways. If a if gun violence occurs absent um, the responsibility of the person pulling the trigger, in the case of criminals, that's what we get from these uh, bleeding heart liberals, right? It's gun violence. It's not the person doing the crime. Then this, that same principle should apply er, in every other way. You should say, "Well, the police officer didn't do it; he didn't shoot the person. It was the gun, right? Yeah. You can't hold the police officer as as uh, responsible as you do the gun." Anyway, you see my point? I yeah. do. Let's let, let's uh, start using the term drug violence. Yeah, drug violence. Do you, do you do you understand what's happening in liberal cities? <laughs> They're setting up needle zones. The taxpayers yeah, are. It, it, what was it? At Seattle or Portland? Uh, it's both of them. Where they provide Portland? They're, Portland. They're, they're providing heroin, small doses of heroin, to people, mm-hmm. which is killing people. Right. Well, they got people dying on the street, literally. dying on the street yeah, from from overdoses, but drugs. Fentanyl. And fentanyl. Them, yeah. Because they thought there would be a great idea to give them free drugs, huh? Uh, so, um, gun violence. That expression is used for the purpose of deflecting from the uh, personal responsibility of the person committing the crime. Mm-hmm. The liberals generally do not want to talk about that. 
because then you say, well, what's this person who committed this quote act of gun violence doing out of prison when he has a rap sheet as long as my arm? Well, because you got these uh, soft on crime district attorneys who believe in social justice. Social justice means uh, you let criminals out on the street and run wild. It doesn't matter how many crimes they've been uh, you know, convicted of or have done in the name of, you know, social justice. So anyway, all right, Steve, we got about five minutes. What else you Let's got here? Let's talk about, I do have some good news. All right, um, Steve. I had a discussion yesterday with Sam Rodriguez, uh, Reverend Sammy Rodriguez, who's with the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Coalition, a conference, I'm sorry. And um, we talked about Hispanic, the Hispanic vote trending Republican. Hispanics are starting to vote Republican. Yeah, and it's scaring the Democrats. It really is. So I want you to hear a little bit about that uh, that uh, conversation I had with him. He's going to start out with an, an analogy of the relationship between the two uh, Hispanics and the GOP. And then he's going to end. You're going to hear it. It's almost a non sequitur, but he's going to talk about the Democrat um, uh, uh, thoughts about the border and how they're dealing with the border. Let's listen to cut four. There was some flirtatious activity taking place between the Republican Party and the Latino community. That flirtatious activity has now formalized itself into dating. The conservative movement is now officially dating the Hispanic American demographic. Latinos are now the demographic in least supporting the Biden administration agenda. That's according to Gallup. More whites, more African Americans, and more Asians support President Biden's agenda than Latinos. We are pro-life. We're the most pro-life community in America. So because we are pro-life and you hear about late-term abortions, you just can't reconcile that. Hence, the Democrats are losing Latinos. Open borders, open borders. All of a sudden, they discover that people coming over the border are going to end up voting Republican. Shut the borders, shut the borders, shut the borders. Yeah, I've often said, if you want to see the wall built, just tell the Democrats that you're letting in potential Republican voters. That wall go up so well. That's yeah, you know the uh, Latino or Hispanic community is is the largest minority. Yes, uh, to, I think seventeen percent of Americans are Latino. Yes, do you use the word Latino and Hispanic interchangeably? Is that proper? It is. Yeah, it is. You don't use Latinx. We found out. Oh, I know that. <laughs> and I think the African American community represents thirteen percent of the population. Uh, so the the Democrats eighteen point seven percent of uh, Hispanics, are Latino or Hispanic. Yeah. Well, the Democrats got to have a large majority, high percentage of that number, to stay in office, uh, at least for national offices, uh, congressional and senate seats. So it's got to be, according to Gallup, they're trending. That is, they the Latinos are trending more conservative or Republican. Yeah. And, well, that's a, the, the most of them are Catholic, right? Sammy then, wants. It, it, he's even then some, some. A lot of them are also evangelical. Yeah. What uh, What Sam Rodriguez told me uh, was that uh, most of Hispanic communities in the United States, most Hispanics are already Republicans. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, thank you, Steve. My pleasure. I'm wishing you a wonderful Tyler's Wednesday. Uh, thank you. I yes. got you know it's easier when I get yes. sweaty on my new yes. treadmill I'll not have so much to 
Please. Keep us posted on that treadmill and how, how much you're wearing that thing out. <laughs> okay. My thanks to Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward, uh, Adam Suddeth, who ran the control board for us today. And we hope you have a great Wednesday afternoon, and we shall see you back tomorrow. Take care, everybody.